Hey everybody, so just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Uh, this episode's not going to sound as crystal clear as the other ones we normally have. Uh, that is due to a little bit of technical difficulties we had recording this episode. So uh, if it doesn't sound quite what you're used to, that's why. Uh, but I promise it's still going to be fantastic. Uh, everyone's there, so it's still going to have the fun dynamic you're used to. So uh, we're going to go into the intro, and I'll see you guys next week for the next one. What it is! How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be reviewing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's right. We're going to be talking about all the things. We're going to talk about the villains, the heroes, the madness. I'm being very vague because, you know, I mean, we're, what, three weeks, four weeks out now by the time this comes out? We're a lot of weeks out, but you might not have seen the movie yet. But... If you have, and you want to hear our thoughts about it, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to The First Ones to Die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The First Ones to Die podcast. We hope you're having a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, If you live in the U.S., uh, the day that this is coming out is Memorial Day. So we hope you had a good weekend. Um, And if you're not in the U.S., then we hope you're just having a great Monday or whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Jerome, Alex, how you doing? How you doing, Jerome? Good. I'm... uh... I got shows to watch now. <laughs> I got, well, I mean, I've been watching We Own the City and The Baby on HBO Max. And those are those have been pretty good. What um, is The Baby? The Baby is a dark comedy that's currently on HBO Max. That's more or less about the paranoias and fears that come with becoming a new mother through the lens of this woman who finds this baby that is getting a lot of people killed and (laughs) except her so (laughs) she has to deal with like taking care of this really weird supernatural baby interesting yeah uh it's really uh interesting it's a little funny it's more like that dark comedy feel so if you're not really in a dark comedy it might not be your bag um but it's interesting um but also uh at the time of this recording, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi just came out. Watch that. The first few episodes of that looks good. Excited to see the rest of the uh, rest of the show as the rest of the season comes out. And Stranger Things has come out. So uh, at least season four, part one, you know, the um, so watched all of that today. And it's good. Actually, this is the first Stranger Things season I've actually liked in a long time since uh, season one. So it's uh, actually pretty decent. Um, and if this is supposed to be like the last season, I think they say they're doing one more season after season four. Yeah, they said season I... five will be the last, which I had kept yeah. thinking that season five was this season just because it feels like it's been on for more than four seasons. But apparently it's not. So, um, but I'm excited to see how season four ends, you know, how they finish it up. Because these episodes have been long. Like each episode is like at least an hour or so long, if not longer. So it's, it's, uh, it's getting good. And, and once then also, Netflix gets into the commercial game, they're yeah, going to be even longer. <laughs> I think they'll also, still keep raising prices before they do commercials. 
No, that's they say the next thing is the commercials. That's coming. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh. Um, but it's going to be like like Hulu, where you can have a plan that doesn't have commercials. Mm-hmm. Or you can have the lower price plan that does have commercials. I don't know if it'll be worth it anymore, honestly. Then I'll just stay on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, also, I got to start Time Traveler's Wife. I'm excited to watch, start that on HBO Max as well. So it's like I got a lot of shows to be watching, um, as yeah. well as comic books to read. Yeah, I like the Time Traveler's Wife, the movie. Um, I haven't read the book. Um but I'm excited to see how it translates to a TV show because the movie was pretty decent. I felt like it got a lot of the the beats uh, really well. So I'm curious, like, how it translates into a show because maybe they can flesh out more and do more. So that's where that's where I'm at. Other than that, the life wise, I'm feeling good, feeling all right. Nice. And Alex, how have you been? What you up to? I'm doing good. I'm doing more drawing and. Um some creative projects i'm trying to now go into like graphic design and editing because i really don't want to go back to the medical field i enjoy broken bones but you know not on a day-to-day basis anymore you enjoyed broken bones enjoyed well i mean i do find those tiktoks you will find me on medical tiktok oh i love those ear cleaning videos you will catch me you will catch me at 3 a.m hanging out in my bed after video after video ear ear cleaning videos especially oh there is a show i watched on uh i got discovery plus like a the week trial i didn't really keep it um there's a show there though i i really liked it wasn't too much of what i thought it'd be uh it's called what they pulled out of me i've heard of that show yeah Man, I thought it would be a little bit better. Honestly, I thought it'd be weirder stuff. Like a guy had a piece of glass on him from like an accident of car crash. Makes sense. Glass is very easy to actually kind of lose in your flesh. Um, I don't know if I still have it or not, but I accidentally stabbed myself with a pencil when I was a kid and the lead got so embedded. They're like, all right, we can either do surgery or just kind of leave it. And so they left it. I don't know if it's still in. I don't know if those type of things just stay in your system or whatnot. Um, but they did pull out a cricket from a kid's ear, which was interesting. And it was alive. Yeah, that was trippy. But so, so that's what on Survivor, uh, on Survivor one season. Uh, uh, I remember a, a woman got a bug stuck in her ear um, when she was sleeping. Mm, they showed like clips of different things people have gotten in their ears bug wise let me tell you i sat up just sitting like this like i wasn't ready to go to bed that got me i will swallow a spider every night at least i doubt it i I heard seven spiders throughout your lifetime yeah i've heard like Nah, what, what is going on in your what what is, every what is, night? What is what is going on that you have so many spiders in your house? Just <laughs> be coming down, and they're just like, "I'll just burrow here for a little while, just yo." But I I also heard that that I also heard that that rumor might not be true because <laughs> Alex's face. I do not wish for a spider to be saying sweet nothings to me as they go into my mouth. In that deep low voice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also heard I also heard that that rumor might not be true because like spiders they spiders and bugs and things like that they can sense your like movement but not only your movement like your breath and your heartbeat so as soon as they sense that or feel that they go the opposite way 
Well, it's that whole thing like uh, like spiders, they nest in like groups sometimes. So if you kill a spider, the other spiders are no are going to know, hey, don't venture out into this area because the people we've the spiders we send out keep getting killed. So bugs are we'll get a little spider 40 and yeah. pour it out and be like, that's for the dead homies. Yes. It's so about they're like, like this. <laughs> I've never read Charlotte's Web. <laughs> and people have gotten on me about that and I don't know what the fuss is about. But anyway, um, so I've been watching that show and just trying to, you know, create a little portfolio, trying to create some designs and get my name out there. Cause again, I don't want to go back to medical. I wouldn't mind it, but you know, uh, just rather move in a new direction. But other than that, been okay. Been away from snipes. <laughs> I know Discovery Plus has some interesting, so to speak, content on it. I've, I've I've never looked at what the content is, but I just know they do because they have such interesting content on their regular Don't channel, you learn? like, like the would, Naked and Afraid. Yeah, um, I would like recommend getting it for like the free trial for a week. If you, but like, it's a wormhole. You watch an episode of something, it, you end up watching like everything. It's this weird wormhole of disturbingness because they also have the TLC in there. And we talked about the reality shows. Oh, yeah, so. like the 90 yeah. Day Fiance and stuff. Yeah, they have like the reality shows in there, you know, My Life at 600 Pounds and all these other weird shows. And just like you just end up finding these shows like, oh, I found this one show. I tried to watch an episode. This always gets me because um, my mom was very particular about taking care of your feet because she's diabetic. And often when you're diabetic or you're unhealthy, your feet are the first things to go because of the way the blood flow is. That show, I saw that show, the, I think oh, it's called My Feet Are Killing Me. I went through one episode and I was like, nope, I'm going to go moisturize my feet. I'm going to put them in the massager to help with the blood flow. I need compression oh socks. Goodness. Just half an episode, like everything my mother, all my mother's warnings came back to me. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm going to go take care of my feet. They're going to have a spot day. Like, <laughs> whatever I can to make sure my feet are good. So uh, that is a wormhole of an of a streaming service I would warn people against, but I actually found it pretty interesting. So I had enjoyment. How about you, Jonathan? How you doing? Good. And side note, I've been meaning to get. I'm gonna order that on Amazon like right up as soon as we get off a foot scrubber because I need one of those. Like my, I, I think I have my because I like I put you know, lotion and, and, and stuff on, on my feet, but you know, sometimes the heels get a little crusty. So why just, are we starting just, this you know, podcast? Talk about spiders and feet. All right. Y'all hey, are just out here. Hey, y'all and turned off at least 50% hey, of the audience. We were, we, were talking about, we were talking about selling feet pics yesterday. Yeah. That was a private <laughs> conversation, Jonathan. That wasn't online. If it helps. I mean, I was the only one talking about doing it. I'm okay <laughs> with that. Look, I'm going to need everybody's support if that happens. Even if you don't like it, you are my friends and everybody has to support it. I support everybody in their uh, adventures or ventures. I'll I'll buy one just to support. You don't have to send it to me. I'm about to say that. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'll just give you a donation. Just an empty donation. donation. (laughs) You don't need to send me no pictures. I'm good. I'll contribute to the fund. Thank you. This got weird um, really quick. <laughs> Continue on. You should get a foot scrubber though. There is you should take care of your feet because honestly, yes. they are one of the first things to go when you get sick or you know you have um, any issues because again, it's the blood flow and things like that. And take care of your feet. 
That's what my mom always oh. warned us about, like growing up to carry feet because it's a big diabetic issue too. And now she's all broken. She needs like a hip replace, a knee replace. She just got carpal tunnel surgery on both her hands, but her feet are great. No issues with her feet. She didn't take care of anything else, but you know, her feet are good. So I advise a foot scrubber or a foot massager too. Uh, I have one. I'll send you my recommendation. I love it. Use it all the nice. time. Great. Uh, other than uh, how's your weekend? But- <laughs> Um, it's been good. It's been good. Um, busy, hectic, but uh, I went to on Wednesday uh, for any of my Survivor fans, and I talked about this last week, but I went to an official Survivor finale party. It was hosted by a few uh, past players, um, a winner. His name is Wendell. I took a picture with him, took some photos with uh, some other Survivor players. I went with my friend Carolina. And um it was a lot of fun. I did not realize watching, I've been watching Survivor since I was like nine or 10. And I've never watched it with a crowd of people. It felt like I was at a Super Bowl. It felt like I was watching a Seahawks game. Um, when something would happen, anything would happen, people would cheer. Uh, I loved it when people booed. Cause I, I, um, I got in on that as well. There's one contestant whose name is also Jonathan and, um, uh, he wasn't the fan favorite and, uh, I was not, um, a part of his, uh, fan club either. So, um, when he would do things, the crowd would boo, uh, but overall it was, it was, uh, a lot of fun and, um, I'll definitely do it again. I got to see some of your stories and, um, there was one where they were, everybody was watching a challenge and people were so intense about it. It was so interesting to see. They were like, uh, and then yeah. I can't recall the person succeeded or not, but they cheered anyway. So it was like, oh, it's kind of, I think it's fun to watch like those type of things with a big group of people that look like with sporting events when there's challenges involved. Right. I don't like watching shows with people though. Because I'm really, I get so irritated with shows people. Of- it doesn't that rule out like 95% of shows, shows with people, not shows with people. I meant watching like a show with a person. No, she means like having a person over and yeah. Oh, oh, I, for a no. second, I thought you meant I don't like watching shows that feature people. I mean, I have been watching a lot of SpongeBob lately, so so okay, there might be something in that too. <laughs> You're trying to say fish ain't people, fish lives don't matter. Jesus. I'm not <laughs> responding to that. What are we talking about today, Jonathan? That's our transition. We are going to be talking about the movie, the anticipated movie. Well, it was it wasn't anticipated by me because all of a sudden it was like, wow, this movie's coming out. And everybody's talking about it. It came out of nowhere. It's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of madness yeah, a little indie film you know made by a small uh small company you might have heard of them called disney you know they're just a startup just starting out uh, mm-hmm. you know made it for a shoestring budget uh <laughs> you guys aren't gonna go further <laughs> i mean you know i could but let's be honest you know we got things to do right. <laughs> Fair enough. Go well in this film <laughs> dr strange played by benedict cumberbatch protects America Chavez, uh, played by 
Uh, Z- Zachi Gomez. Yeah, don't ask me how to pronounce her name because I honestly cannot do it. <laughs> I, th- I think my first inclination would be Zachi. Zachiri. Zach. Oh, that's not an I at the end. Zachi. Sochi. Oh, Sochi. Sochi. Yeah, it is Sochi. It's, it, it says it phonetically on Wikipedia. Um, nice. Sochi Gomez. Um, a teenager capable of traveling the multiverse from Wanda Maximoff, played by Elizabeth Olsen. See, that's your description, but that and that is what the movie was. But this, the IMDb description, I forget where it was. Like it says, Doctor Strange teams up with a mysterious teenage girl from his dreams who can travel across multiverses to battle multiple threats, including other universe versions of himself, which threaten to wipe out millions across the multiverse. They seek help from Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, Wong, and others. And that is the most misleading like description of this movie <laughs> ever. And I'm sure they did that to avoid spoilers, but for the most part, it's like that is not what the movie is. It's not what the life. movie is, but technically it is. It just takes it. So we're just going to do spoilers off the bat because there's like, well, no, we just... should do general thoughts. Cause like, there's a lot of things to do. So let's, I, like I said, the intro, some people haven't seen this movie yet. You haven't even seen Endgame yet. And that's been out for how many years now? <laughs> At this point, it's just like a thing I'm not going to do because so many people are like <laughs> not liking that I haven't seen Endgame. So like people You're are doing like, it to spite people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to be honest. As I, I said, when my mom my... is here, because I was talking to Kaylin and Jerome, Hold on, my, my mom raised a petty but, girl. Hear this argument. Hold on one second. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, no. I've lost all sound. I can't hear my oh, friends. Oh, he can't hear anything. The multiverse. The multiverse right. is getting Jerome. <gasps> He's going without one. Me. Just go on without me for a little bit. Literally only <laughs> I have seen it then. The other So Jonathan. So spoiler alert it. to our audience. Uh, I have not uh, had the time to see Doctor Strange. I wish I could have. Uh, but, um, you know, we're getting a unique perspective here. Uh, yeah, I'm back now. So have... now I can hear what you said. <laughs> okay. Sorry. The multiverse got you. The multiverse got, got you. sucked in. <laughs> um, so if, have to if listen you to the audio seen... later when I edit this to find out. <laughs> what I if you have not seen Dr. Strange and are tuning into this podcast, then I will play the voice of you. I am giving the audience listener that has not watched the content a voice. So you're welcome. Uh, Alex, go ahead and give your general thoughts about the movie. What did you think? I like multiverse theory. I'm really a big fan of that, but like me, the movie was like, okay, I like the effects. The effects were really good. The CGI was really good. That's what kind of more drew me in than even the story or the plot line. I did like that. They're finally uh, showing a, a Latin, you know, superhero. Is she a superhero? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Superhero. Um, so that was uh, nice to see on screen. Nice representation. Um, Maybe getting that, another one soon. DC's doing a Blue Beetle uh, movie. I don't know who that is. I wouldn't expect. And it's to. also <laughs> he's, he's a little he's a little lower on the totem pole. But uh, Blue Beetle's cool though. I'm excited for that movie. I don't. We um, just had a discussion where DC is still not out of its emo stage, and all the movies start off dark and sad. I would say they are because Suicide Squad was like. You know, dark, afterwards, happy. You know, afterwards, after Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. 
also pretty happy after movie. the first Wonder Woman where they had that weird like filter on it. Aquaman yeah. filter. You can't make Jason Momoa sad. <laughs> Watch Aquaman two is gonna be depressing. Possibly. <laughs> look, if I want to um, see a sad Mexican, I, I, I'll go look in the mirror. That's why I don't want my hair my Mexican ears to be sad. I just have to mention that uh, even though you know Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we're talking about that right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and her feud with Marvel at the moment. No. Uh, so Jamie Lee Curtis is gleefully feuding with Marvel over dueling multiverse movies. The everything, everywhere, oh, all yeah. at one star. Everything. Oh, that's a very coincidental the situation. Copycat too. poster and artificial green screen of her film, similarly <laughs> themed rival, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, she conceded that she'll probably never appear in a Marvel movie. This is largely because the Everything Everywhere All at Once star has invited much of her recent Instagram activity to playfully beefing with another film set in parallel, multiple parallel universes. Nah, Marvel they'll probably the they'll hire her if they if they ever feel like they have a role for her to do, and I'm sure she'd be happy to do it. Um, this, honestly, is, this sounds I'd, like it's in jest, you know. I pre- I prefer the Everything Everywhere way more than this one, honestly. A lot of people are right now. Um, it's, and it's yeah, such a coincidence like that both movie. came out at the yeah. same time. I mean, it happens like that. Remember the year we had two Hercules movies in the same year? We had Dwayne mm. The Rock Johnson's Hercules based off the comic book. And then we had another Hercules movie that was more off the, the myth and sucked. Remember the, <laughs> so, not remember at the, all. Remember the year when there was Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that, that. one. I remember. <laughs> um, what are your general I thoughts? Fallen was way better. Um, I agree. I saw neither one of those. <laughs> uh, my I saw both. For this and movie. the sequel to Olympus is Fallen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, I, I, uh, I'm divided on this film. Um, as the the residential comic book like nerd on this channel, uh, this was my time, <laughs> and yet. I, I don't know if I was satisfied. You know what it is? I went to this movie expecting it to be a Doctor Strange sequel. And it, in some ways it is that it definitely starts that way. But this movie has so many characters. We get to the halfway point. We're still introducing new characters. Like, and it's, just, and it gets to the point where Doctor Strange starts to become like a background character in his movie. Because there's just so many characters we're trying to focus on and wrap up and talk about, even though some of them are cameos, but still it's like, it feels like it's pulling away from Doctor Strange, like having just a straight up Doctor Strange adventure. Um, Even the um, character America, America's role in this um, story is way more important than Doctor Strange. It feels almost like it's her movie at times. And Doctor Strange is kind of just like her supporting character. So it's just weird um, that like, ha- like, you know, with the story, but direction wise though, I love the directing in this movie because I love Sam Raimi's movies. I love the, a lot of the horror elements of this film, which they said they wanted it to be more horror-esque, but, um, and I don't know what Scott Derrickson, the original director was going to do, but when he left the project and Sam Raimi was on, I was like, oh, that'd be interesting. I wonder what Sam Raimi is going to do. And it's like, there are multiple shots where I'm like, this is, this feels like evil dead all over again. And I love Evil Dead. That's like my favorite horror franchise. So uh, there's a lot of directorial choices that I really enjoyed in this film. 
Um, it's just like a lot of that character, a lot of the amounts of characters in this movie and how it kind of just like the movie just kind of jumps all over the place at times. Um, and not in a good way because, you know, this is supposed to be the multiverse of madness, but the multiverse ain't really that mad. In fact, we only really go to like three different, like three different universes. We don't, we don't hop around. Like I thought we were going to, except for like one scene. And even then it, it goes like a flash. So if you blink, you'll miss it. So it's like, you know, when people are like everything everywhere all at once is the, the better multiverse movie, they're not lying because that one actually is if anyone, if anything, that one feels like its subtitle should have been the multiverse of madness because <laughs> it's like watching that movie. I just watched it last night with a friend and that movie, like she was just sitting there. She's like, uh, I, I believe the quote she said was just when I think I've understood what's happening something else happens that I don't understand. And it's like, that's how the multiverse of madness should have felt, but it doesn't because I think they tried too hard to kind of play it safe. Um, well, Marvel also simplifies the multiverse quite a bit. Well, because in the but, comics it's simple, it's simplified yeah. like in the comic, the comic, cause you know, it's like the multiverse in the comics isn't, you know, multiverse theory is the idea that like, you know, every decision you make leads to like, can spawn another universe and create, you know, this multiversal map of your life essentially versus so like multiple universes. Yeah. Versus like in comics, the multiverse exists, but it's more like an idea of like, it's less about the person and more about in this universe, it's still the 1920s in this universe. We're made of paint now. Like that's how the comic books have done it um, in both Marvel and DC. Oh. And so it's, it's a lot more structured, um, mostly because so they don't get lost <laughs> in themselves, uh, which also it's an excuse for them to do other things like because like, for example, Marvel has had a has had multiple imprints of like story. Like, for example, they had the Marvel Noir line for a while where they were telling superhero stories. But in like if they took place in the 1930s, like Spider-Man Noir, Luke Cage Noir, X-Men Noir. Like that sort of thing. And then later when they wanted to tie those characters in to the main universe, they'd be like, oh, well, that's just another universe in the multiverse where things are, you know, still in the 1930s. And it's like, okay, I, I guess <laughs> like that's, that's, I guess that makes sense. Same thing with Marvel 1602, where everything takes place during 1602. Same thing with, you know, the anime, like manga verse that Marvel's done. Like they've done a lot of imprints, DC too. And that's, so I expected that more structured multiverse, but I was hoping that maybe they were going to surprise me because it's the movies. They can do stuff the comic books can't do. So I don't know. Um, and, but then we also have, would it be, because we, we have the multiverse. We also have the metaverse. The metaverse is like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you are you talking about the Facebook right now? No. <laughs> or or the or meta rather. <laughs> meta. No, no. Um because there, well there is the meta there is the metaverse. What what is the metaverse that I'm referring to? Because the metaverse I know is more like a virtual reality space where you suddenly become and the metaverse is uh basically knowing your existence is not your own. It was used basically in virtual reality or games or computers becoming aware of like, you know, like um, 
games becoming aware of themselves, realizing they have no control over their fate, that they're really being ruled by somebody else. It's like a very meta standpoint. It's self-awareness, basically. Mm-hmm. A metaverse is like if the whole universe became self-aware. Right. Way I see everything going, it's not going to happen. Multiverse is most likely going to happen before the metaverse happens. Yeah. With all of this, yeah, with all of this virtual currency and Facebook. Crypto. Right. But not um, the super dog. There's the version, (laughs) there's the version of the multiverse. We have the version of the multiverse in like Spider Man, um, No Way Home. Well, it's the same multiverse. So Spider-Man right. No Way Home is the same as like this movie and in Loki, where like when they right. say the multiverse, it all applies. Right. But it's it's kind of it's different in the way that it's presented. Presented because uh, you, you have yeah, because you have these characters that were part of you know different movies for a different studio, essentially. Um it's and ca- it, I think it was also of the same character and it's kind of meta in that way where it's like the audience this was a different character but they're coming together in the same universe yeah well i mean it's it's definitely because i mean and that's the play that's what i mean by like the movies can do things that the comic books can't well kind of because technically there there was a comic for or the spider-verse was like the first they like i mean they had played with multiverse before but spider-verse was the one where it was like we've made spider-man in like a lot of comic books so why what would happen if all of them came together and so they did an event called spider-verse where it was all the spider-man from not just comics but pop culture like 1960s cartoon spider-man he's in there uh spider-man from the japanese live action show that had like a you know megazord basically he's in there he's he's referenced in the comic book uh technically movie spider-man are supposed to be there but they're like in the background video game spider-man he's in there like they've done like so the comics have played around with that idea of like pop culture other uh, versions of their characters are in the comic books um, one of my favorite moments is there's a Gwenpool comic book where Gwenpool is a character who's supposed to be from our universe who come, who gets transported into the comics and becomes a comic book character. And she meets Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange is like, I can take you back to your universe and stuff. And so they look in on like our world and he's looking at a movie theater and Dr. Strange had just came out and he's like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch, huh? I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like it's a very meta joke, but it's yeah, very that's funny. meta. And uh, so it's like I expected the movies at some point to play around with it. They they do it in this well, movie. The, well, they, uh, I mean, I'll get I'll, the spo- well, I'll say the spoilers later, but they do it in this movie. They get a little meta in a couple different ways. Well, they also do it in. And Alex, I think you watched it because I saw it on your Instagram story. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, oh, yeah, where they yeah, feature yeah, Ugly yeah. Sonic. <laughs> I have never laughed harder at a movie, although I was also a little stoned. Um, but when they brought out Ugly Sonic and Dale was just like staring dead at his teeth, it was just like the best thing ever. And I love that they they acknowledged that one of the chipmunks had a special surgery to change him from cartoon to CGI. Yeah, see, they say that in the trailer. And I was like, that's a neat idea. I like that's that really they, cool. they like acknowledge his like and then chip. 
was still like a cartoon and they had oh my favorite scene from that thing was et versus batman it was a movie he watched in the movie and it was just great interesting which is on the which i post on the instagram it's just like great um meaning to watch it i haven't seen it yet but i uh, i love the double toasted when they reviewed it they were like this is what space jam new legacy wishes they could have been honestly (laughs) if you have a choice between dr strange and the in the madness the multiverse madness or whatever um dr strange too or chip and dale choose chip and dale (laughs) that is my pretty much my whole feel of this movie would you call that a uh, uh, multiverse movie Mm, a little bit a little bit because it's like all of that takes place all of it's supposed to take place in the same universe because all entertainment kind of like roger rabbit but it's it's kind of like roger rabbit is studios too it's different universes because it's the human universe mixing with the cartoon universe again i thought it's that they just exist in that universe like cartoon characters just walk among us and they've been in movies they do and they don't they're kind of like the human actors, but it's also a mix. It's it's a cross between multiverses if you think about it, because mm. it's the same with like Roger Rabbit and what's that other one with Brad Pitt? Oh, Cool World. Cool World. Technically yeah, but those ones. Is a well, cross. Cool World is a multi. Cool World is a cross of multiverses. That is yeah. true. Uh, Roger Rabbit. It's that cartoons just walk among us. Like there are people, and then there are tunes. They just exist. Some people are born tunes. Some people are born humans. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like let, let's goes. get to the spoiler part. But we're going to spoilers. Yes. So if you haven't seen Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, fair warning, we're going to spoil the movie. I'm going to say right, this again. To go. If you oh, yeah. haven't seen, not, except, not you, Jonathan. You're, okay. you're stuck okay. here. You're but the rest to... of you. If you haven't seen Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we are going to spoil the movie. So don't, I won't see no comments of, man, they spoiled my favorite that part of the movie. I was excited. Shut up. We were telling you for the third time, we're going to spoil this movie. No, Jonathan, I have to say that because literally, like, we're getting to the point with the Marvel movies, especially where just saying, hey, just so y'all know, Doctor Strange is in the movie. You don't spoil the whole movie. It's like, <laughs> his name's in the title. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? And you clicked on a review. That's why you don't click on reviews before you watch the movie if you care about that kind of stuff. That's true, too. Knock it off. You made the decision. This was your choice and your fault. In the first five (laughs) seconds of the review, we could have said, well, Dr. Strange is dead now. What are we going to do? So that would have been your that would have been your fault if you didn't care about spoilers. Okay. (laughs) He's got a point. You guys got a point. Um, um, before anyway, we, go, before we go into that, uh, there is a thing on TikTok, and I wanted to bring that up real quick, where they say if the multiverse is real, they hope there's a reality where blah blah blah. If the multiverse is real, although I do believe it's real, is there a certain multiverse you wish exists? Not really. I mean, maybe one where I could like just chat with myself, like if I had like the things i like my oh, back to the adam my, project well more just like yeah if like well, my plan for my life had worked out like the the my <laughs> vision for my life where it's like yeah at 30 years old i have a fully fledging career and uh amazing wife and kids i'm just like i would love to peer into that universe and be like how is it and i feel like our consensus would be virtually the same you'd just be like yeah you know it's a living <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? <laughs> I'd like to peek into the universes where I'm the most successful. 
and the universe where I'm the least successful. You want to see kind of along Jonathan? the lines of Jerome? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? But like, you like, have to maybe choose like take some one, one, one multiverse. Like, you have to choose one multiverse. Like, like you hope this multiverse definitely exists. Um, it's just where you're just the most successful. You know what? A multiverse? No, a multiverse. Uh, multiverse. No, I shouldn't roll my also, eyes. Also, it's like you're saying multiverse. Do you mean another universe? Because looking into a multiverse means you're looking into multiple different universes. So do you mean like one other universe? Yeah, it, no, if the multiverse exists, what is there a universe out there that you wish exists? Got you, got you. A universe with um, no hunger and wokies. No hunger. I meant for you personally, options. but way to be like a martyr, okay? I mean, that, that <laughs> universe, people answer. don't have stomachs. They, get, they sustain themselves because they're plant people. So all they need is the sun. So there is no hunger. Did you know Elon Musk could have saved world hunger instead of buying Twitter with the money that he used to buy Twitter? You guys make things fun. <laughs> um, Going into spoilers. Yeah, let's talk about America Chavez for a second. Because uh, up first, because I am going to be honest. I am legitimately surprised she's in this movie. Not because her powers don't refer to the universe, but because she is so new. That character has only been around for, I think, like the past five years. So I remember seeing her in the trailers and being and seeing the star on her back. And I was like, is that America Chavez? She's like brand new. Why is she here? <laughs> um, that being said, people are bullying this kid. <laughs> on the internet uh, i don't and it's, it's not even like she did that bad of a job i think she did a great job um playing the character it's just she again there's so many characters in this movie it's it, she doesn't get like as much time as most and she's a kid this is like one of her first major roles so it's like you know yeah she's only 16 yeah i think um. she does a fine job um but her story, though, is interesting to me. And I only bring it up because I was watching another review and they mentioned the fact that um, America, which it's true in the comics, America is an LGBT character. Um, and uh, it's a big part of her identity in the comics. In this, they kind of reduce it down a lot to where she has a pride pin on her jacket. And also, you uh, she has two wow. Moms. Talk about oh, okay. So well, what, she, what like, do you like? What are people expecting? They're trying to run and stop the destruction of universes. That Let her go to thing. a bar and like pick somebody <laughs> up or something. That was my thing. They're in this <laughs> review. He's like, I'm tired of like LGBT characters not getting a thing. I'm like, I understand how you feel, but this was not the movie to do that. They had more pressing issues. <laughs> like they weren't. What do you expect? You wanted her to like hook up with a girl on her way to sign to solve the multiverse problem. Like there was no time for that. The movie's already long enough as is. We do not so need to add a subplot where America gets to hook up with a girl real quick. We already saw her two moms. And she does that being said, thing. that being said, Disney in particular is notorious for having that same thing with the, the, first, the thing. first character. I would have that an same issue with line. it. It's just like subtle. I would have an issue with it if they did what every Disney movie does, where it's like that character has a quiet moment with the main character and they're like, what's wrong? It's like, well, you know, it's like hard being different for, you know, like 
who you love. You know what I mean? And then like, that's the only reference you get <laughs> to them being gay. <laughs> there wasn't even that scene because they're like, her being gay doesn't change the fact that she's a hero. We do not need, we do not have time to dive into it. And it's like, I don't know. On one hand, it's like, it would have been nice if they had had more time to discuss it. At the same time though, like, I don't know. It's 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 the debate of like, is it better to point it out every time you have an LGBT character to make it a thing or just to treat them like, hey, they're just a person. Like, cause that's it, how they it, treat her in this movie. It's like, she's it's just a better person. that way because it's like in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Captain Holt, the main captain, was was a gay man he mm-hmm. talked about his husband that was it he had a pride flag on his thing he did what people who are queer tend to just do i have a little flag near me with my with my my flag and like i mention it once in a while because people will talk to me about something and i'll be like yeah not really because i'll mention that i'm you know asexual and i'm like yeah and that's it i don't date one of those are one of the reasons it's too hard to like navigate that especially in today's world so i'm just like eh, i don't date mainly because of this reason and that's it never once do i come out and have like full-on like purple white and gray clothing all i'm wearing gray that's not a good example but like all the time (laughs) i'm not presenting my my queerness everywhere i make sure people know i'm queer because i don't want to be mistaken for a straight no offense guys just ill um <laughs> I love you guys. But that's that's the whole thing. It's not something that needs to be brought up. Like the pin is fine. And I it's mostly tends to be honestly, white queers that tend to have this problem a lot of time. They're like, oh, there needs to be. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's the same way with when there is a black or Latin character or Asian. It doesn't need to be on the forefront. You don't need yeah, to bring need up to the tell Latin. you how black they are. Yeah, they don't need to do like, <laughs> yeah, they don't need to bring up how black they are. They don't need to bring up. How, she didn't bring. Nobody's upset that she didn't bring up her Latin, that she's a Latin character. She was brown. Yeah. We figured she's something. Well, because just, I feel like Marvel's getting better with that. Because, for example, uh, did either you watch Eternals? No, but I want to. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry in that movie is gay. Um and it's treated with respect. Like you get to meet his husband, you get to meet his son. It's not treated weird. It's not treated as awkward or um, other. It's just a normal relationship. You see him kiss his husband goodbye when they go off to go fight the main bad guy. Like it's treated with respect and dignity, but they had time to do that. The movie is about relationships versus this movie is not about they that. They run so they, a lot so in this movie. Yeah, they they're focus, running they a lot. focus on it because they didn't have the time. It wasn't important to the storyline. If it's not important, it's when it's forced and shoved in there, then you're like, did it need to be like this? Honestly, did you need to like present it this way? Who are you presenting it for? It's those people that are complaining. Right. No, like, honestly, the little pride flag is just fine for me. And it's the same way I, you know, I look at r- racial characters when they have a Latin character. They go like too far with the Latin character. I'm like, do you think that's how we all act? Do you think like this is the best way to represent us? And it's just like bringing up that she's Latin every 10 minutes. The only time I ever mentioned that I'm Latin or Mexican is honestly when one of our white friends say something and I'm like, no, I didn't have that experience, the same thing. And they're like, why? Why not? Like, because I'm Mexican. Mexicans usually don't have that experience that you may have had. And that's it. 
that's when I right. bring up my Mexican. That's when I bring up my Latin. It's in the discussion where I'm showing the difference of how I grew up or like how my culture is different from, you know, their culture. It's as simple as that. And I think it's weird that people focus. Well, not everybody, not really. but there is like a small. I, I think it's weird that it, it, it was they, a they focus on, but I'm not surprised. And I felt like a lot of when I went on TikTok, um, there are a lot of things I feel like people weirdly focused on for this movie. Like, of course, Wanda. Yeah. Wanda went crazy. Which, okay, so we got to talk about Wanda, right? <laughs> so, But is anyone surprised she went cray-cray? My thing is, is that I will agree that it feels weird that, because when we did our WandaVision review, we discussed about how we felt WandaVision didn't go far enough, like with her, with like, or at least I did. I, I, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, Alex. I don't remember what I said. Um, but when we, when we, when I watched WandaVision, I felt like they didn't go enough far enough to make her like a full-fledged villain. This movie, out the gate, at the start of the film, she is like full villain. Like she's ready to kill people. And they try she to excuse her. By, well, I'm just saying like, you know, when Doctor Strange meets her in that forest and then he's like, she, she's she gearing up it's like. It a dead forest basically. And she's gone full Scarlet witch mode. I was like, they're like, yeah, the dark hole has corrupted her. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. When did that happen? <laughs> like we, I feel like we jumped way over a few steps to get here, but I dig it. I'm, I'm down with it, whatever, what? but it just, it gets, it gets to the point where I like Wanda as a villain, but the thing that makes Wanda as a villain in the, in the comics makes sense is that, you see the progression to get there here. It just jumps from WandaVision to be like, almost like they're like, oh, right. She has to be a villain. We made her too sympathetic at the end of WandaVision. Screw it. She's just going to start I killing mean, people. Honestly, now. people were really <laughs> sympathetic during this movie, too. I saw like only pro Wanda stuff. They're like, they understand why she's why she's murdering it multi in multiverses. She's murdering people. They're like, yeah, her rampage is kind of justified. I have a quick question because you're the comic book nerd here. Jerome. Mm-hmm. Um, her children were were she made them right poof the children mm-hmm. so poof. why poof i'm assuming that's how I mean, that's true made. it basically poof. is how it happened like it literally was just like poof they're gonna, they're here now that's how after learning so much <laughs> after my sister was looking for a surrogate that's our um a sperm donor i learned far too much about pregnancy and that's how now i like to imagine all babies are are birth just poof like yeah i just can't think about that stuff anymore. is it anyway, you well, like fairly I, odd parents so much both poof. i don't want to think about labor and i do like fairly odd parents what are you gonna say baby Jeff? poof i was i was just gonna say i think maybe the reason why people are so with wanda on wanda's side is because they had to spend eight hours with her watching wanda i mean not had to but it, it was an enjoyable <laughs> they, they wanted her right. to have her happy sympathetic story because she wants to be a mom like you know you can that's understandable to a degree especially if you've been watching all the movies like wanda's done had nothing but loss in her life so you can but, understand okay. like but her wait. wanting to grasp onto motherhood like for dear life no i still think it's insane um that's the madness part <laughs> um so, so my question is kids come in poof and then they're poof they're gone again mm-hmm can't she just make new children? A lot of people ask that question. <laughs> no, 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 no. But she's like going and, through all no, these. No, books. It's a so legit are, question. Yeah, That's and they aren't even question. technically her <laughs> children. So it's not like she's going 
she like poofed them to another universe to protect them. Those aren't even her kids in general. So she was trying to kidnap children because they seem similar to her children when she could just poof more. Well, they are her kids in another universe, but a lot of people brought that up. They're like, you're trying to amass power to go to another universe, get your kids. Why can't you just re like, that was my thing about WandaVision when she closes the hex. I was like, and she's all sad. I'm like, can't you just, okay, you're in an abandoned area right now. Why don't you just reopen it in like a small area and have your kids back? There's no reason you can't. The only reason the hex was a problem in WandaVision is because you kidnapped a whole town of people along with you. That was the issue. The issue wasn't making your own little corner of the universe where you can hang out with your kids and dead husband. That like that is fine. She going after the yeah. husband. I mean, he going after the husband. Now. Which that was another thing too. A lot of people brought up of like, where's Vision? I guess you don't care about Vision anymore. I thought Vision was dead. <laughs> no, yeah. White Vision. Remember at the end oh, of WandaVision, White right. Vision is out there somewhere. But they don't bring him up like at all. In fact, a lot of characters don't come up in this. Where's Falcon to maybe talk Wanda down? Don't see him. I know Steve's dead, but she knows uh, she knows Falcon. Where's Captain or Captain America now? Okay. Where's he at? He's he too busy. He doesn't fishing. feel the need. You know, I mean, there's so many characters they could They've have like, brought in to help. Well, no, they had to introduce everybody else. But no, that's what I was just thinking the entire time I'm watching this. I'm like, those aren't technically. I get that they're her children in another universe, but then those aren't the kids you made then. So you're not even going after the children. You don't even want the children you made. You want somebody else's children. That's the thing about her motivation in this. It starts to like, it starts pretty strong with like a decent idea. Cause it's like, maybe the madness of the dark hold has made her not like, has thrown her judgment askew and she's not really like thinking straight. But once you start, like, even the characters in this movie start pulling on that thread. Wong asks her, he's like, okay, but, like, what, or uh, either Wong or Dr. Strange, they're like, okay, Wanda, yeah, sure, if you get this girl and then have the power to jump into the multiverse, that's cool and all, but what happens to their actual mother? You're just gonna, you're just gonna kill her? Like, and she doesn't give an answer, because she would not have an answer for that. Yeah. And the writers don't have an answer for that, because that's a legit, legitimately good question. Well, I think she ask. was planning just to kill the yeah. Well, from what it seemed like when they did fight, I just was wondering about that. And I like saw a lot of like social media where people were like really inspired. They're like, "Oh, you don't understand what you would do for your children and how far you would go and blah blah blah." And like, I understand that the perception of the mother is completely different, but at the same time, like you're just destroying universe after universe to take somebody else's children away. This is what it's coming down to. You're trying to steal other another Wanda's child. So you're trying to put the same heartache you had into somebody else. And that's not cool. It's yeah, like a that, cycle of it's, abuse. It, it's like that kind of dilemma or I feel like I've heard this situation before in movies or TV or whatever. Where it's like if you cloned somebody or if you cloned a pet would you still have that same attachment to it or them as you would to the original person or pet or being or whatever? And it sounds like that's a similar kind of thing. Because kind of, like people had asked me if I was ever willing to clone Snowbell. And I was like, no, because she's a one of a kind cat. I'm like, I definitely wouldn't want to clone because you, you just know it's not them. Mm-hmm. And also, I think... 
because like I so people have told me oh you'll know it's like because I've had this argument because I've told people I don't want kids um and they're like oh it's different when it's your own I'm like no I understand that sentiment because when Chris was going through a hard time I I took care of her a lot and with some I took care of her a lot I would do that again for them in a heartbeat I was frustrated angry but like I'd do it again for them in a heartbeat because they're my well Christian's my flesh and blood but I would not do that for anybody else. So I get that sentiment of like, it's yours, but they're technically not hers. What well, she's they, doing. I mean, yeah, and it, but that's like, she doesn't care about that technicality. She's just like, I mean, more or less they're mine. Right. So she's just destroying universe to still, it's like somebody else's. You know, flesh well, it's not and that blood she wants to them. destroy the universe. She just wants to replace at least one Wanda and have her kids. Is it more that she's just trying to find the life where she can be that person instead? I don't think it's so much about the children because she could have literally poofed a new pair. Um, I that's think she the, wants see, to integrate into the, the. That's the plot hole they missed. That they missed is that because it's like Wanda's whole thing is like I want to be able to jump through the multiverse so I can be with my children, but it's like, but Wanda, you made them before. Just make them again in this universe. You don't need. To kidnap this child. Sorry, I forgot I put water in here. I thought this was my soda thing, but it, there's water in here and that's why I made a face. So it's like, they, they kind of missed that. But I, I I also, I see what you, like, I agree with you because I, I am a fan of the way they've done Wanda in the movies, but I'm not on that, on that same hype train with Wanda where it's like, oh, poor Wanda. I'm like, Wanda? This this narrative of Wanda's a good person at heart doesn't really fly for me because I'm just like, she's always made bad decisions and villainous ones at that. It just so happens that she's always with other people who guide her to make the right decision in the end. Because it's like she joined Hydra without question to kill Tony, who's like a hero. And it's like, on one hand, uh, I've heard the argument. It's like, well, you know, I mean... You know, Stark blew. Uh, she thinks Stark blew up her family, so he's trying to get revenge. I'm like, okay, but then what after that? Like, like after Tony, like let's say she succeeds, Tony dies, she kills the Avengers. What then? What they, the Hydra just go let them leave? She's gonna just stop being with Hydra? That doesn't like it doesn't fly. Secondly, when she like went off with Steve during the Civil War thing, it's like. She only did it because she just didn't want to be trapped in her room, despite the fact that she is a dangerous person. And this movie proves that how dangerous Wanda can be if she's like unleashed with no rules, regulations. Then WandaVision, where she purposefully or accidentally, but then after she figured it out, still kept up a hex that enslaved a whole town of people. She's always made bad decisions. She's always virtually been the bad guy. It just so she, happens she that you feel for her because you understand why she makes these decisions. That just makes her a complex villain, but not a good person in my mind. I think they just use the low hanging fruit of, oh, it's kids. Like, cause like I can even fall for that. I don't like children, but I get it. Um, <laughs> that being said though, she was cool in this movie though. I loved her. I like how they use her powers in this film. It's it's very horror, like horror-esque, but even some of the magic stuff, like when she's in the mirror dimension and she like turns the mirror into liquid so she can like grab uh, sorcerers through the mirrors and kill them. Have or you when she, ever like, been in like one of those fun houses where it's all mirrors? Mm-hmm. Not like all mirrors, but I've definitely been in a few fun houses where they have like all the, the hall of silly mirrors. I hate it. <laughs> 
um, at Navy Pier in Chicago. They, like, it's this, like, place. I don't even know where at Navy Pier. It's on the pier. You go in, they have just, like, these different rooms. One is, like, you. Just, it's a straight uh, platform, but the room is spinning around you. So you feel I, like you're spinning. Yeah, I, I've seen that. Yeah, and then it leads to, like, this hall of mirrors, and then it leads to, like, this room with all the smoke. I love it. It is super outdated, and I don't think it's entirely safe, honestly, anymore. <laughs> Because the amount of times like people slam into those like mirrors, I, I bet. Like, but like it's still a fun thing, and that's what that movie kind of reminded me of. Everybody's always swirling. <laughs> yeah, it was. Doing her good. powers were cool, especially once we get to um, the Illuminati scene where she like kills the Illuminati. That was really cool. I really dug. Uh, like I love seeing Wanda in full power, though. I will give you that. Like if nothing else, this movie gives you. You get to see Wanda like full power, which even in the comics is really cool. When she's like bending reality and is just this unstoppable monster. Um, and I thought she were especially the way Raimi directs the movie. I think it works with her having her as that movie monster in that like tunnel scene where she's chasing them with the limp and stuff. I was like, this is cool. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. See, so that it seems. I... Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it seems like. You know, the plot may have had some left to be desired, but it sounds like the visuals were cool. The visuals were cool. The like the CGI they used, the way they used it. There's a really cool scene. Um, one of my favorite scenes, I think it's at the beginning where Doctor Strange actually is at a party and people are actually calling him like the new Tony Stark in this movie because he's at like which I don't party. Get- because I, I mean, I guess Benedict Cumberbatch is like probably the biggest name now. It's more that Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, they need like a party guy. Uh, he jumps off the balcony, which is done so well, and he changes into his costume. And if you see at the cloak, like when he's having the drink, he has the a red um, handkerchief right here, and it's just a cloak in hiding. Mm-hmm. And then he rips apart a bus, and it's really cool because it's just it looks like a bunch of like little shards. It's a buzzsaw and he shreds it in half and it looks dope. Yeah, it's actually really good. So like the graphics and like all that stuff is so well done. The CGI is well used. Nothing looked weird. And if it did, it still fit with the narrative. So like that's the only real plus I can see about this movie. I didn't really enjoy it. I thought when Doctor Strange was having like the fight with his uh, dark variant, they played like classical music. I like the, the music fight. I didn't though. like it. I, I like that a lot because I like a because it just looks cool, but also B because I love how it I was like, I'm watching a movie right now because like but in a good way, because it's like it, it integrated like the actual. Yeah, bless you. Um, you integrated the score of the music within the fight. Like so every piece of the movie fit together the cg the acting the score the um coloring like everything tied together in that one scene in a way that's like really cool and when you're dealing with a character like dr strange where anything's possible because he's magic why not you know me like we can do anything why not make the score like the magic we're using in a fight i like that idea because i found it kind of boring uh, uh, I want a more intense sound when you're fighting. Go ahead. What from what I've read, um, the little pieces that I've read, it says uh, that the pacing received some criticism. 
we haven't necessarily gotten to that, but can you can you see that the movie is how long? Like two and a half hours? Two and a half hours, yeah. And oh. that's definitely you could either have a movie run smoothly and quick paced, and it seems like you know two and a half hours is no time at all. But also in that amount of time, it could drag. As well. I will say I do appreciate there's not a lot of slow motion running in this film. So that's, <laughs> that's one good. good thing about that. When they ran, they ran. <laughs> in yeah, regular I, motion. I will say the, yeah, the, the for me, the pacing kind of ran long once they, because like I said, they don't really multiverse hop around. They go to like three. The three meaning, and like including our dimension. So it's like our universe. Then they go to... What I'm just going to call the Illuminati verse, which uh, Alex, I'm going to ask you because I like uh, you don't read as much comic books as I do. Were you confused when the Illuminati showed up? I felt the fact that they used the word Illuminati was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, of course, it's called the Illuminati. I was yeah, disappointed the, when Beyonce the Illuminati, wasn't there. The, yeah, the Illuminati oh, wow. is a it's an annoying concept (laughs) it's in the comic books it's supposed to be all of the characters that are um the heads of their respective positions in the marvel universe come together to make decisions that are supposed to be for the greater good of the marvel universe behind the scenes so like iron man represents for like heroes in general more or less uh, Mr. Fantastic represents the science community. Professor X represents the mutants. Uh, Black Bolt represents the inhumans. Like it's kind of that type of one-to-one type thing. Um, but the fun of the Illuminati in the comics is that they're it's a room filled with nothing but ego. Like they think they have things under control and they don't. But that's the point. Here... I, don't I ain't know. gonna say nothing about the Illuminati because I don't well, think coming after me. The thing about the Illuminati in this is that it feels like it's just there for the sake of having cameos. They're like, hey, you want Peggy Carter to be Captain America? She's in the movie now as the Illuminati. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, not a single soul was asking for Peggy, Peggy Carter. No, not- you didn't watch What If, in which that's the first time that character showed up. And now she's become like a fan favorite. Everybody loves Peggy Carter as Captain not Carter. Not on the. Not on the social media. I am. Uh, Nobody is like, you want Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel? Here she is, Captain Marvel. You want John Krasinski as, which that was the, that's what I mean by it got really meta because a lot of people, like for the longest time, have been pitching if Marvel was to do a Fantastic Four movie, they want John Krasinski and Emily Blunt to play Mr. Fantastic. And uh, is it just because they're married? Yes. That's exactly what it is. It's I mean, granted, they are good actors, but it's based solely on the fact that, hey, they were in that movie, A Quiet Place together and they were really good and they're married in real life. So they should play this married couple in a movie, (laughs) in another movie that I want to see. And it's like, okay, but I mean, there's a lot of other actors. A Fantastic Four movie, another one, just a bad idea. They need to like wait. They need to wait. Um, maybe like five or yeah, something. Five years wait. It's been the last one came out in like 2008. 
it's been a long no, time. No, no, the last one was like 2014, 2015. The one even was, still, uh, that's still plenty of time. It's been like a lot of years. Is it though with the amount maybe, of maybe like material they have? Like, is it though? Because it still has a bad rep to its name at this point. So I think they need to wait a few years, which it seems like they are, because it doesn't seem like any Fantastic Four movies are coming out anytime soon. So they need to wait until the... Um, oh, you're talking about the most recent Fantastic Four. I forgot there was a third one. I'm going to be honest. Yes. <laughs> which was a completely... <laughs> that they tried to do like a race from my memory. <laughs> In 2015... Yeah, they well, need the to ne- the wait. The next one until, isn't going to come until out until that. like another two years from now, anyway. Like they're not well, the, the the people were just pitching John Krasinski because again, because him and Emily Blunt are married and she's blonde, so you know they they totally fit the characters. But that movie isn't coming out till I think like twenty twenty five. They're like exactly so no following our timeline anytime soon. So it's following our timeline and that way you know that 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 baggage that the last one came with will have died down a little bit so that way they can you know revamp well see jonathan what you're not thinking about is that you know when it comes to the marvel fans they don't care it's well yeah that movie was bad but that's because marvel didn't do it marvel and when marvel does it it's gonna be it's gonna be perfect and there's gonna be no mistakes and it's gonna be excellent (laughs) Like is the thought because it's the same thing with the X-Men. It's like we how many years out are we from Dark Phoenix? And already everybody has like pitches on how they're gonna throw the X-Men into the MCU. Because when Marvel does it, it'll be perfect. I think the comic book era needs to start dying off because nobody is picking. <laughs> no, like like it was great because you didn't see certain characters before. And one of the Mm -hmm. things with Marvel that they blew up so big is was because these characters were not on screen before they introduced new ones that were like, hey, these are real cool. We haven't seen these in a movie before. Unlike, you know, DC that was just doing Batman and Superman, Batman and Superman. Um, But now they're just redoing stuff again. And it's the same with the Fantastic Four, where I'm like, who's really asking for this and why are you asking for this? Well, and I mean, just like they are the first family of Marvel. Like, it's what there's a reason Fantastic Four stays on the shelves in like in Marvel Comics because it's just a legacy thing. There are still some hardcore Fantastic Four fans because they're just like the they're the first Marvel team and Marvel book. I think if I don't remember my history, that's the first ever Marvel printed comic book was Fantastic Four. Yeah, but you got your movie. Move on. You need to move but, on. But it wasn't good though. <laughs> Not well, you have the Jessica Alba ones and Chris Pine or Chris Pratt, I'm Chris Evans. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of Chris's. I, yes. I, I feel your pain. What <laughs> Chris Hemsworth still if, holding on strong? <laughs> he ain't yeah, never gonna stop me and Thor. That love and thunder if, movie. I'm ready for that. It looks. What good. if Chris Evans? Good. What if Chris Evans reprised his role in the upcoming Fantastic Four? They can't do that. Why not? They won't Why not? Because Marvel is stringent on their rules. It's why directors sometimes leave. It's why they lose cast members and have to recast people because they are stuck on when we hire somebody to be a character, damn it, they are that character, period. There is no replacement unless you want to get fired. <laughs> Marvel is churning into there is DC no redo. if they're going to just keep redoing movies again. They're slowly churning into DC. 
because there's no real and yeah they brought in all these characters and just like one group that's another thing with dr strange this film they just brought in every character that they could think of they brought in like dr xavier and it was just like what are, what are you doing here sir? why are you here that's, that's what i mean it's and like they tried to, like illuminati came in. into this movie and i was like this feels too soon like i think it first of all been- most of these characters people don't know who most like most people don't know who black bolt is the people who know uh, Mr. Fantastic, it ain't him. It ain't this version. <laughs> like, give us, so. give us a twist. On, give us a twist on the Fantastic Four. Then they're all Asian, or they're all gay. Why? They're all because they're because boring. We've seen it before, Jerome. We've. This is why we talk we about. We get it. We we get it. The married couple. Oh, the husband works too much. Oh, she needs more friction. Oh, and then you have the slutty brother. <laughs> and then you have the romantic guy who's turned into stone. We get it. They're, 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 yeah, but there's a whole movie. First right of there. all, I will raise you. We haven't seen it done right. Or I will give you the first Fantastic Four movie is actually okay. I'm not know. as hard on it as most people. Chris Evans but, played that slutty brother perfectly. But I'm like, we haven't seen it done in a way. And also, the thing about the Fantastic Four is like, it will be new because unlike the Fantastic Four movies, they actually are in the Marvel Universe now. And in the comics, Fantastic, the Fantastic Four go on a lot of adventures we have not seen them do before. We have not seen them tangle with the Skrull. We haven't seen them talk to the Kree. We haven't seen them deal with, you know, a lot of galactic threats. Deal with the Mole Man. Deal with, like, uh, uh, Annihilus. Like, there's a lot of Fantastic Four stuff they could mine that we've not gotten. But if you've only seen the movies, you wouldn't know about it because... You know, a lot of people don't read Fantastic Four comics as they used right, to. Right, but that's the day. thing with Marvel. They're not going to stick to the comics. Oh, they're not going to stick to the yes, comics. Yes, they will. They do all the time. That's like their thing. That's what made them popular is that they stuck so closely to the comics. Because like Iron Man, that movie, that is Iron Man. Well, like, Iron Man's gone. The so they, they can't really have the Illuminati without Iron Man, right? <laughs> It has a Dr. Xavier like has a Dr. Xavier like died multiple times. That's comics. That, you, you just got to no, no, let no, the death died, thing go no, right he now. He died in like uh, no, he died in one of the the X Men movies. I remember. That's that. what I'm saying. And then they brought him back in the X Men movies. Death is not permanent in any comic book universe. You will see screen or otherwise. So you just got to let that go. Death don't exist in comic book world. Except if you're Iron Man. I mean, he's That's different. They do not That's want to play Robert. Permanent. They do not want to pay Robert Downey Jr. any more money. Okay. That's <laughs> they, they lost enough. I just think they they introduced <laughs> all these new characters. They can use one of them. And with the Illuminati, I don't know. One again, the Illuminati sounds ridiculous. Uh, oh, that's what the name is in the ridiculous. comics, okay? So they just got to settle for that. <laughs> it's that that, well, in the comics, it was All a bad right. decision, too. That's a plus. Everybody, their, their whole thing is that they're a behind the scenes organization that people don't know exists that was running things. No different than people think the actual Illuminati in real life is the exact same thing. The name well, both, Illuminati, both Illuminati suck at their job, then. Yeah, they are terrible. <laughs> That's the thing about the comic. You read the comic book and you realize, you know, you guys are not good at this. <laughs> like, it's, you're supposed to be really, like helping, but it, you're not helping at all. You're making things worse. Just a bunch of people. It's so it's a it's like a book club. They meet up every week <laughs> where they pretend they have read the book, but really they're just there to gossip and you know well, talk big, about each other's lives. The biggest because I I know exactly why they did the Illuminati in this movie. 
I can tell you why. Firstly, it's because they wanted to do the cameos. They wanted to have Patrick Stewart as Professor X because, hey, he's been Professor X in another movie and it worked out. And we did it for Spider-Man. So screw it. We'll do it for this movie, too. <laughs> uh, so you get Patrick Stewart as X-Man. You get uh, the dude from that terrible Inhuman show as Black Bolt, which I was legitimately surprised. I was like, they brought back Ansem Mount. No one watched your show. Why are you here? <laughs> Remember when we had that in IMAX and nobody Um, came and watched it? And the people who did come left shaking their heads before it was finished. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but they got Ansem Mount as Black Bolt. They got John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. They got, uh, I forget the actress's name, but she's awesome. But uh, Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel. They got Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter. They got the whole shebang. Even uh, Chuatelogy for his Mordo is here. Like, they got the whole thing. But the whole thing. Except Iron Man. Thank you. Um, yeah, they didn't get Iron Man, but that's because they're never going to do Iron Man for a while. They're not going to do Iron Man for a long time, but it's, but the reason they were there wasn't to be, wasn't just for the cameos. It was to show off how powerful Wanda is because the Illuminati are also supposed to be like the most powerful people in the Marvel universe. So Wanda and Wanda eliminates all, kills them in the most brutal way possible with ease, (laughs) without issue. Which is like, for me, as a comic fan, I'm like, that was pretty cool. But then I thought about it from a perspective of someone who does not know who any of these characters are. And you probably don't have that same reference of how powerful they should be because we just met these people like 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Yes and no, because I'm aware of a good chunk of those. So I'm not aware of some of them, like with the Eternals. I am aware of some of them. And I got the idea when they were like explaining things, but it's also, you're trying to use science against magic. You're trying to like do things with equation. Like this woman just like created a whole dead forest with the snap of her fingers. And like, what is, what is the scientist guy also going to do? Um, John was John. Oh, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic. Thank you. What is his character going to do? Cause he's also just a stretchy guy. Yeah, he oh, tried to talk her she down. Just, like, and she just him out shreds, and she, like cheese grates him. He turns into like cheese grater particles, and then his head pops like a balloon. Yeah, and then like Doctor Xavier, I love Patrick Stewart. I think he's a fantastic like actor. He he's amazing, but also Doctor Xavier, he like reads minds and has telekinesis, right? Mm-hmm. What is he gonna do? Well, he doesn't have telekinesis. He can only he has telepathic powers. So he can like so read he minds can't even and kind move of stuff control. with his mind. No, he can like read minds and manipulate people with his mind. So can she. Exactly. So what is he gonna do? <laughs> what, what is the stretchy man and the telepathic man gonna do to stop her? And then the before bolt. that, Alex, what is the person whose power is I have a shield going to do? Peggy Carter is just Nothing. Captain America. You know what as, Captain as America did? You know what Captain America did? He released her into the wild. Tony Stark was the only one that saw, hey, she's kind of dangerous. Maybe we should keep her on the compound, kind of train her, kind of keep her enclosed until she f- we're ready and sure. No, Captain America's like, no, let her run free. This is all Captain America's fault, honestly, because a man couldn't handle a little couple, a couple boundaries. Captain America couldn't handle boundaries and then got pissy when somebody tried to murder his best friend because he murdered his parents. It's 
I just there's I Captain America have, threw a big hissy fit and that's what happened and this is why everything's the way it is. They have Captain Carter in this where she's like, you know, she's fighting Wanda and Wanda and she she says the infamous line, I could do this all day. And I'm like, no, you can't, because Wanda literally just killed your entire team two seconds ago. What do you and they all of them have powers? You don't have powers. What exactly do you expect to do? She could do the thing that Doctor Strange did to Loki and just have her fall into a portal for eternity, and that's it. Right. But she made a made a quicker effort and she just cut her in half with her own shield. And I'm like, exactly. What what did you think was gonna happen? (laughs) I understand what people are trying to think it's like impressive, but at the same time, when they're all grouped together, still it's not that impressive. (laughs) <laughs> what is the person with the shield, the stretchy guy, and the guy who can read minds going to do? The only person who had a chance was Black Bolt and Captain Marvel. And even then, Mr. Fantastic, the smartest man in the universe, told Wanda verbally how Black Bolt's powers work. That's something you keep close to the chest. Because uh, as soon as he's like, yeah, Black Bolt could say one word and he'll, eva- he'll disintegrate your whole body. Don't say that, because then she could just be like, Oh, well, I guess I'll just make his mouth disappear. And then what happens? She makes his mouth disappear and then his voice explodes his own head and kills him. You guys are describing them like that ragtag uh, team of people in Deadpool. They basically do get X'd off like the (laughs) X-Force. They are kind of like that, where it's like they all had their individual powers. Together, they make a great team. But really, they all die within seconds of like trying to execute the plan. (laughs) And their whole thing, well, the real danger to the multiverse is Doctor Strange. Okay, and Doctor Strange is telling you he's scared of this person. So maybe you should take it seriously and help him. No, we ain't going to do that. And I'm like, "Ah, Illuminati, everybody. (laughs) If they're scared of Doctor Strange, why don't they just stop him before he became what he became? No, they did. Like they like this is they killed their Doctor Strange and our Doctor Strange, who's now visiting in this universe. They put him in like handcuffs. So they've got him locked down. But it's like, okay, but he's telling you Wanda's a threat. If he feels like Wanda's a threat and he's supposedly the most dangerous person in the multiverse, then dang it, get your stuff together and go like and team up with this man and help fight it. Don't just sit there. Also, shout I was excluded because he don't have a choice. He, he's he's paraplegic. He can't get up. So, <laughs> shout Go out on, to, Jonathan. <laughs> shout out to Ross Marquand, who voices the Ultron drones that appear on Earth eight thirty eight. That's what um, it was. Earth eight thirty eight. Yeah. If yes. you need a voice actor to real quick fill in, get Ross, Ross Marquand. Mar- he's uh, good. He did Red Skull's voice for Infinity War and Endgame because they couldn't get Hugo Weaving. Uh, he was also in uh, Invincible as well, and I know he's a he's he's a voice actor. So me and Alex met him uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. We did. He's great. You remember this, Alex? No, I met another at the, one at, at Walker at the Walker Soccer Con. Oh. He, from The Walking Dead? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I remember now. I remember now. I was like, wait, did I meet another celebrity and I know it? No, I remember now. Very, very nice man. He's very, <laughs> he was very, uh, very sweet. That's right. I remember now. I'm, I got it. Uh, <laughs> I got the memory. Moving on a little bit. Uh, I will say also another favorite moment, though, from this movie. And I know it's a visual thing, but also I just love the idea. Undead Doctor Strange. That shit was cool. They had a zombie <laughs> Doctor Strange. When he's like a zombie Doctor Strange, and then he has a corpse cape. 
of like made up of like spirits from like hell, basically. And that becomes his cloak of levitation. I was like, that is awesome. That's like Dr. Strange. That's awesome. Dr. Strange level magic that I wanted to see in like the first movie, but I get it. First movie was introducing magic. So it's like, but now we can finally do it. That was really cool. And I love that it was filmed exactly like Evil Dead when the Deadites like rise up and stuff. I think this movie would have been better if it focused on the power Doctor Strange had developed. Because yes, he's like one of the most powerful and we got to see it in like the different in in the Avengers uh, movies and we got to see it a little bit in Spider-Man No Way Home. So we got to see it, but we don't know the extent of Doctor Strange's powers and why the other universes are scared of him, why he's the biggest threat. Yeah, um, they try to I, explain it that basically Doctor Strange is unpredictable. Like he like will like do things. He'll and, like push things to the limits to get to accomplish his goals. But I'm like, we've only ever seen that one time, and that's in this movie. Why is that surprising? Literally every superhero does that. They well, literally all do that. Yeah, and it's like it's it's weird. That's what I mean by like. Isn't that uh, how Doctor Magneto Strange... became? So Doctor Xavier should have known that's what happens to everybody. Magneto did it. He Not was... really. Magneto's just born a mutant. No, then... he like was a good guy, and then he slowly became the bad guy because like he's oh, like, pushing limits and X Men First Class. Um, sure. Kind of. I mean, in the comics, it's just Magneto's just evil from the start or not evil, but you know, he's, he's, he's already an extremist by that point, by the point, by the time he even meets Charles, he's already an extremist. Um, point is they all know superheroes tend to go off the rockers because no superhero is mentally stable. <laughs> not a single superhero that I've ever I would, seen. I would argue she Hulk is stable. They did her dirty in the new Disney plus. It looks good. It looks really good. They it's, really just made her taller. They kept her form. She that's what that's what She Hulk looks like. Have you seen She Hulk? I've seen She Hulk. She does not look like what she looks like in the comics. Yes, she does. She is barely taller than half the people in that. She looks okay. like an average woman next to Hulk. Well, actually, that's because the CG. Well, well, next to Hulk, yeah, because she's supposed to. Hulk and her in the same height. No, she <laughs> looks small next to Hulk. No, they're the same height. They're barely the same height, man. Also, you can barely tell her height because she's only in a few trailer shots standing next to people. Yeah, and she just doesn't have it, barely has any muscle on her. They could have made her bulky. They, I feel like they did her. No, nah, that's true. They could have put more muscle on her, but I think they wanted to make her muscle tone match the actress. Because I think even if that actress bulked up, she wouldn't look like body. About Natalie Portman? No, 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 no. no. In, she's uh, Thor, Thor. No, that's Thor. Oh, that's right. But she looks great. She looks she right. But there's a difference between they didn't have <laughs> Mark Ruffalo bulk up. That man's yeah, kind of supposed to be Hulk is supposed to be like a body, like a complete body change compared to Bruce Banner. She Hulk's thing is that she virtually looks the same. She just is like a little bit more muscle and green. And they didn't give her any more muscle. They could have bulked her up. I'm just saying, you seen her calf muscles on the on in the trailer? Her calves don't look like that in real life, Tatiana Meslani. Her her calves ain't that defined. All right, I'm not. You're not gonna give no. that to her. You're not. No, gonna Marvel give that to puts her. Marvel hey. puts money into into uh, into like getting them personal trainers. So you know, they, 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 they just worked out. I don't care about 
more. I don't care about her bulking up as much as I more care that she is She-Hulk, like the character, that her personality is the same, that the story is going to feel like She-Hulk. That's more important to me because it's like, because, you know, I learned my lesson already. All right. We got a Moon Knight show with 15 minutes of Moon Knight out of six hours worth of TV. So <laughs> like, but just the costume sure does look like Moon Knight. He looks like Moon Knight, but the character's not Moon Knight. So I, I would so, rather take She-Hulk being the character as opposed to, well, she don't have enough muscle. Is she green, tall, and can like use super strength? That's all I need. I don't need her to look they like a bodybuilder. <laughs> they should have. Uh, I will say with really quick with Moonlight, Moon Knight, I want to give a fair warning to um, certain people. Y'all got to be careful wearing Moon Knight's costume or doing your own homemade because it is a white hood. All right. Okay. No, no, no. And it's not a KKK no, 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 no. hood. No, no, no. It's a completely different costume. That's what I'm trying to say. But it can people, go. It can somewhere. go. And I've seen quite a few TikToks and Instagram posts where people do not think about looking possibly at a reference photo of Moon Knight <laughs> and how the hood and like mask and his costume is. So like it's like it, those videos that you see of newscasters when they're trying to circle the thunderstorm but they end up drawing something else mm-hmm. it end so up like, like that if you're gonna cosplay as moon knight but i see what you mean <laughs> yeah if you're gonna cosplay as moon knight <laughs> or you're just trying to wear a certain part like the top part to do tiktoks instagram videos whatever like look at a reference photo and make sure it looks closer to the reference photo than anything else because i've seen way too many tiktoks like that now where it's going like i don't know if you all are doing this on purpose i don't know if this is the way for you guys feeling like you can i don't know but you all need to just look at an actual reference photo of moon knight because i don't want to see any of that more on my tiktok okay <laughs> i like the comic book stuff i like the mar- knock it off though um anyway, uh back to dr strange um real quick because we haven't really talked about the man himself what did you think about dr strange alex like Benedict coming back just not so much like you know the things he did but just benedict cumberbatch playing this role in this movie Cause he's been a while since he's had his own movie. He's been like a cameo and like, or like Everything a supporting else. character in a lot of other movies. This is, so this is his first official, like technically sequel. Um, what'd you think I, about? I Dr. think Street? he does it really well. I love Benedict Cumberbatch in general. And I think he plays this role so well because he does have, he does have the posture for Dr. Strange where he can hold himself up really well. And it never looks tiring, but he also is able to play the character when you can see that he is like not only mentally but physically tired like when he wakes up from the nightmares mm-hmm. that like hunch feeling where you want to get smaller after a nightmare to kind of protect yourself and you can see so much weight on him because he is one of the surviving members he he was basically the one who told tony stark that you have to die for us to like win basically um and you know with all that and then him probably knowing on a subconscious level that about Spider-Man because, you know, with the magic of the multiverse, everything is still there with him because he's still connected to those, you know, to, to the magic that, you know, erased Spider-Man or Peter Parker, really. It's things like that that he does bring into effect. And you can see that kind of character development. I think they did it surprisingly well because before he was Doctor Strange, he was this like party guy. He went to all these events very smug when he was Dr. Strange, he was still that like smug guy, but he became more um, isolated. 
but now he's back to being like the front man. And I think it was, they didn't have to change too much of his character. They didn't have to make him into something that like people are making jokes about him. Yeah. Being the new Tony Stark and being, you know, basically the new Robert Downey Jr. A Marvel, but <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, he is not that outlandish with his characters. And he is also very different from his character to who Dr. Strange is to the actual actor, Benedict Cumberbatch. So you can see that he he's able to envelop that character so well, even though it's kind of looks like it's a different personality to him. Benedict Cumberbatch well, yeah, looks way more fun. playing a character. Well, Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark, they were the same person. I, I Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like Benedict Cumberbatch, too, as Doctor Strange. I think the more he does the role and the more I get to see him, or or rather, at least the more writers who kind of handle his character, the, the more I like him as Doctor Strange more and more. Um, I think he definitely captures, because I think that's the thing, is my, that was my, my major fear when they were doing Doctor Strange. I'm like, it is so easy for Doctor Strange for a lot of people to be like, oh, he's just Tony Stark with magic because their personalities are so parallel. Where like, but the difference being that Tony is more narcissistic yeah. in that like it's it's about like it's about me. Like I gotta be the one in charge. I gotta be the one whose ideas we're listening to. Whatever, Doctor Strange. It's not about being narcissistic. It's hubris is his is his problem. Is that he's like. No, I got this. Even if he definitely does not got this, he's like, no, but I, but I, I still got this. Like, I, I got it. And but it's like most of Doctor Strange's adventures is him realizing, like, that uh, you know, realizing the sacrifices that he needs to make to accomplish the goals and being willing to make those. And I think this movie really plays on that very well. And even though that was the lesson he kind of learned in the first movie, I feel like here it's done in a way that's slightly different in that Dr. Strange, like in the first movie, he was learning magic and getting used to it. This movie, he's now been become Dr. Strange, the superhero. And I think they did rob him a little out, bit of character development by focusing so much on Wanda. I think, yeah, I think so. I think they do. They rob the character development, just focusing on all the characters, America, Wanda, even Christine, to which I was like, why is Christine here? <laughs> Yeah, I think they robbed him of his sequel when he I, could have done one. Wait, someone, I think it was Jerome. Jerome, you said that Benedict Cumberbatch hasn't really had many leading opportunities since Doctor Strange. I, don't think, I didn't say that. Someone I said, did. I said like Chris Ham, Not uh, You mean on this video? Because I didn't say that on this video. No, like just moments ago. We need to, okay, we need to rewind the tape once we no is, no benedict Cumberbatch has plenty of leading role parts um i just meant in what, like other uh, no universe I, or rather i meant in marvel universe oh yes. okay in the mcu okay. he hasn't had like a lot of leading roles like leading stuff in the mcu most of the time he's like a supporting character which is kind of par for the course because in the marvel universe proper dr strange is featured in a lot of stuff often as a supporting character because he's like the authority on magic so you know like you need a magic thing they're like the first thing everyone in the mcu says is like well we got to go see dr strange like that's the first person they go to whenever they have magical problems so that makes yeah, sense he doesn't that, have any friends they're just like yeah we'll go see him it's why but we're not going to stick MCU around it's the same way it's like anytime they have magical 
problems. Anyone who knows who Doctor Strange is, they're like, might as well go see Doctor Strange. Screw it. Let's go. <laughs> but what I was um, going to say was from the things that I've seen, from the clips, from the press, from the uh, appearances that Benedict Cumberbatch has made over American media uh, over the past month or so, I have grown to appreciate and like him more than I did when, you know, he first got on the scene and kind of blew up and everybody was talking Same. about him. Yeah. Yeah. At first I was like, oh, this this dude is overhyped. Um, but I've 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 grown to appreciate him as an actor and a personality a little bit more. I um I liked him on SNL when he hosted. Um he was great I've, on SNL when he hosted. Yeah, he was really good. Uh I've appreciated his interviews um and the the stuff that I've seen, the clips that I've seen um from the film as well. Uh and uh Alex uh, and Jerome both know uh, my history with the first Doctor Strange, but I won't go into too much because it's already traumatic enough. But um, but yeah, uh, so I, I I think I'll take a look at the movie when it hits Disney Plus, because right now I don't think I'll pay for it, especially since the movie's been spoiled for me. So I'll take a look <laughs> at it when. <laughs> I think if anything, just watch it for the the C- the CGI the graphics all that stuff it's it is a visually beautiful mu- movie things are well done nothing yeah. looks glitchy nothing looks the out of place cinematography is yeah. on point i love the horror elements of it it's it's not too scary probably because they they want kids to it's go see this busy. movie but i will say like this movie they get away with a lot of stuff like we see necks neck snapping Bones cracking. I mean, they had heads a, explode. They have a zombie. Like, I mean, Doctor Strange. That's pretty different. Yeah. So it's like you. There are a lot of horror elements in this where I was like, "That's kind of scary and creepy." I'm sure some kids, like maybe not all the kids, but some kids probably left this theater being like, "I don't want to watch that movie again." <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Wanda was a little scary for a lot of it, um, but in a good way. I think that was really cool. Um, if I had to pick like a way to look uh, to have Wanda as a villain visually in an MCU movie, this was a pretty great version of it. Um, it's definitely not, you know, what it is in the comics, but you know, it's the movies, you know, things, things are changed, things get different. So I'm willing to accept that those changes in, in this film. Um, Cause I think it works better for the, uh, for this movie. I just think the plot is so bogged down with cameos and trying to like introduce so many story plot threads and stuff like that, that you, I, I will agree with the people who say the pacing's off for this film. It's very off because there's just so much going on at one time. So many elements they're introducing. They introduced the Darkhold and the Book of Ashanti. Two are the two most biggest, most powerful- Ashanti magic- was in this movie? Yes, Ashanti pop singer was in this film. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Dude, book of honestly, I probably would have enjoyed it more. <laughs> no, the book of Vashanti, uh, the book of Ashanti has a lot of her uh, biggest hits in it, included but not limited to Rain on Me, which is my favorite Ashanti song. <laughs> Rugrats song that I still love. <laughs> take me back. Um, uh, but, no, it's it's Take Me There and it's Maya. Not even Ashanti. Are you sure? <laughs> Hold sure. On. Could, Jerome, give your grade because it's it's that time. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I I feel like this movie is uh, as I say that the, yeah the pacing is off. They introduced two of the biggest mystical magic items in this mo- uh, movie in the ma- world of magic in the Marvel universe, and they just skate on by those because they just don't have time to really go into them. So it's like that's the thing for me is that, and it's not that I need this movie to have every comic reference or anything like that in there, but. I just really wish it had focused up a lot more on strictly Doctor Strange and the world of magic, as opposed to we're doing multiverse, we're doing Illuminati, we're introducing characters, we got to introduce America and her universe, we got to deal with Wanda, introduce her things, the dark holds, the like Carmitage, what's Wong up to? There's like so much going on. At- Although I love Wong, I won't ever. I mean, Wong is great, but it's just like that's like another element. It's just like it's just like in the Heights when the shaved ice guy gets a thing. The shaved ice guy played by the <laughs> memoir of Miranda is a very nice dude, and he's like a cool character. Do we need to see what he's up to? No, we do not, because we already have way too many plots we're dealing with. But we do anyway. So it's like there's a lot going on. Um, that being said, my grade for this uh, is probably sits at about, I want to say, a C minus to maybe uh, a C on average. I think it's like a fun movie. The visuals are great. It's it's directed really well. But that plot is just like, for me personally, it just is kind of all over the place. Um, but if you are looking for a, uh, you know, multiversal movie to sink your teeth into, um, first of all, watch everything everywhere all at once. And then after you're done watching that movie, if you want like a double feature, watch Dr. Strange <laughs> in the multiverse of madness. Although wouldn't it be better to watch Dr. If everything everywhere all at once is the better movie, wouldn't it be better to watch Dr. Strange first? No, see like, you know, you got it. Like you got to do the workout and then you need the cool down. Doctor Strange is the cool down. Everything everywhere all at once is the workout because you're gonna need your brain to be thinking. You go need you don't need anything else cloudy. Trust me, you need your brain turned on to follow that movie. Because <laughs> you will be lost otherwise. True. That's true. <laughs> I I give this I give this movie like a C. And honestly, without the, the graphics and everything like that, I would probably grade it lower. I think it talks about the multiverse, but it doesn't really use the multiverse. doesn't really show us the multiverses. Yeah. And I think that was misleading because, again, I keep repeating, I'm a huge multiverse theory person. I love the idea and I, I, I'm a full believer in it. So it's like this wasn't really multiverse. We just saw destruction. And I get it. That's what Wanda's going through right now. And like Doctor Strange is trying to basically help out. Don't call a multiverse when you have like maybe two different Doctor Stranges and that's it. And then Wanda beating up another Wanda. That's really what we get with the multiverses. And it's a little disappointing. And, you know, you get to see the mirror realm like one time when he is able to trap her for like a few minutes. And that was it. I think they this was it felt almost like two movies in one. They were trying to just scoot everything in. Mm And honestly, I don't know why they did that. Because half of it was Wanda and half of it was uh, Doctor Strange. The beginning part was definitely Doctor Strange and him meeting the other people from different multiverses. And that felt like it would have been a good way to introduce everybody and then been like, hey, there's a threat going on, but it's not me. So, like, I need to work with you guys to find this threat. And then, you know, seeing that, like, oh, the threat really is coming from our Earth 
then he's like, I need help. And then he goes to Wanda. And then there you go. You have the next movie, which is just everything Wanda is going through and maybe jumping through another multiverses. But we see her actually killing off different Wandas. Because you go to the, like the Illuminati place and like they've never really even heard of Wanda. Like she, she's super powerful in our universe, but nowhere else. Well, you nowhere know what else. They, the idea they brought up in the in the Illuminati verse is that if Professor X exists, then the mutants exist, and if the mutants exist, then Wanda's probably been dealt with in that you like she has powers, but she's probably because like you know, in the normal Marvel comics. Wanda's just like, I mean, she's yeah, powerful, but, but she's been dealt with easier versus in the MCU. There are no mutants. So Wanda's one of a kind, which is why she's so powerful. Yeah, but that's also to, just one universe. I know. I'm just saying that's the that whole might thing be is, why they don't bring it up in their universe. Why they're like, well, Wanda's like, but whatever. Doctor Strange has never been dealt with or he has been just killed off. So they're not really dealing with people. They're just murderers now at this point. That's true. Because <laughs> they just So that's another off. that's also another lazy <laughs> plot. And I don't know if it's from like the books or or from the comics or from like this movie. No, that's original. They made that up. Then that's a lazy pl- that's murder and death is always lazy to me. If you're just gonna kill somebody because they're like, yeah, we don't want to deal with them, just murder him off. That's a shitty way to deal with things. And I just you felt like off. Yeah, I felt like this movie just was like, there was just too many plot holes for me to enjoy it. And then after the movie, everybody's being like, oh, you have to understand Wanda. Oh, you have to know she's going through this and that. Like, like go into my head for like five minutes. And the fact that I'm not on a murderous rampage, it can be done. It is simple not to go on a murderous rampage. All right. Ask my therapist. She'd probably justify one if I went on one. (laughs) not gonna go on one but the point is after everything nobody is still watching wanda are you kidding me tony stark was the only one well, who was she's like dead. no beforehand oh I she see. put everybody in this nobody was watching her after that she and did she this save the world you know she helped fight thanos so she gets a pass she almost destroyed multiple u- she did destroy multiple universes that was after but you know before that it's like she helped save thanos I mean, she's enslaved. New- that was the other thing that upset me, too. When Dr. Strange shows up, she's like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, so I, I did enslave the, the people in New Jersey. And he's like, ah, I'm not here about that. I'm like, why See, aren't you is- here about that? That's a problem. Strange. If somebody had literally been like, all right, you know what, Wanda, you're going to stay with me for like a week. We're going to sort some stuff out. Probably this wouldn't have gotten so bad. But everybody yeah, get, left get the roommate. highly mentally unchecked, powerful witch to her own accord after she has enslaved towns. Killed multiple people with her magic on accident, of course, but she's still untrained. But they're like, hey, it's fine. Let her go off. When everybody else is just killing everybody else in other worlds. <laughs> Honestly, she should have been dead with already. So, like, there's just too many plot holes and there's, like, too many ways of thinking. And just, like, I was, like, thinking, oh, well, she could have done this. They could have done that. And I don't enjoy movies when I have to do that. I like to just lose myself. But this movie had me thinking that and it wasn't in a good way, like, you know, Every everything everywhere all at once it wasn't a good way of thinking and enjoying the movie so this movie has a c only because of the graphics because they were beautifully done because i enjoyed visually the movie but everything else about the movie i i dislike so much based on y'all's description and all i'm gonna rate here as well i'll give a c minus um because 
uh, of the reasons that you stated. Yes, yes, because of the reasons that you stated, and because I want I want somewhere when I do eventually watch it, I want to go up. You know, I don't want to have to set a high expectation and then be let down. I'd rather you know set a low expectation and then be uh, be happy about what I saw. I also saw everything everywhere all at once. And I have high expectations from mm-hmm. that because I very much enjoyed that movie. That movie, so was that movie was amazing. Was, yeah, um, it was a good movie. Do not think yeah. about that movie when you're watching this movie. Okay. I'm kind of just okay. done with the multiverse, and realistically, like in the Marvel universe, I mean. And to be quite honest, it's because I, I I saw this coming. I knew the multiverse was going to be trouble when they introduced it into the MCU because they're just using it as an excuse to throw in like a thousand cameos and appease fans. It's why John Krasinski ended up being Fantastic Four, like uh, being Mr. Fantastic. It's why we got Patrick Stewart as Professor X. It's why we got three Spider-Men and both the other two Spider-Men are played by people who played Spider-Man before. Like that's cool if done well. Otherwise it just feels like pandering because you don't have any good ideas. And it's a way to bring back people from the dead and kill off people, but then not actually have any real consequences in fact, one of the other fan things outside of John Krasinski, uh, I don't know why I keep saying it that way. John Krasinski yeah. as um, Mr. Fantastic. A lot of people were assuming that Iron Man was going to be the, in the Illuminati, but it was going to be based off of a lot of people have been pitching. If the uh, Avengers came out during the nineties, here's who would be cast. Not based off talent though, based off of people who look like the characters and their pick for Iron Man was Tom Cruise. And I remember seeing that, that meme. I remember yeah, seeing. Yeah, there's a lot of all this fan art of people uh, having Tom Cruise as superior Iron Man, which is a run where Iron Man basically becomes like a villain essentially. And uh, so a lot of people were theorizing, oh, and in this shot you see like robots and stuff, and you see this one thing is it's silhouette and it looks like an Iron Man suit, so it has to be Iron Man, and it's probably Tom Cruise. And I was like, please don't do that. Please yeah. do not do Tom. He's too busy with Top Gun, man. You already, mo- already ruined the mummy for me. <laughs> do not do that. I, by the way, Top Gun Maverick just came out, and apparently it's really good. I kind of everyone saying everyone likes Top Gun Maverick. Uh, well, they say I, Tom Cruise is the last action star because if you think about it, it's not action anymore. That's the popular genre. It's superhero movies. So they say Tom Cruise is I the last it, it, action star that can right, actually Because right, this is a discussion for another day because we're reaching yes, Marvel level we time. Are at, we are I would very... argue Keanu Reeves is the last action star because Keanu Reeves is out here doing it, man. He's good. But how well did the last Matrix actually do? Anyway, socials. <laughs> um, Alex, what is your social media? <laughs> Damn. All right. Um, I'm sorry. I, I love Keanu uh, Reeves. No. Hey, you watch it. That's my husband there. Um, I am at Alex and Nobody on Instagram and on Twitter, although I don't really use Twitter. Uh, Also, mainly on TikTok, where you can just see random things I do in my day, which is mainly hanging out with my sister's dogs and cheddar. Um, I also handle the podcast TikTok account where you'll see little clips and um, other little edits that I do just for funsies on there. What about you, Jonathan? Where are we finding you? Yes, you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Jerome, where can we find you? You can find me at Not Jerome Rett on Instagram. 
as well as at Robos Me and at Jerome underscore the underscore show uh, to find out more other creative things I am working on. And also, you can uh, follow all of us at The First Ones to Die on all of our social medias. That includes Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. Absolutely. Give us a review if you're leaving, if you're listening to this on uh, audio. If you want extra content, you can visit us at The First Ones Die on YouTube for all types of extra content, like book reviews, mini reviews, gaming content, vlogs, all types of stuff. So, you know, come on over there. See all types of extra content. You're about to say sit back and relax, weren't you? I think I think so. I don't know what I was going to say, <laughs> but it started with an S for sure. <laughs> okay, uh, join us next week for Bob's Burgers review. I'm super excited, and there will also be a mini vlog up where I cook one of the Bob's Burgers. I got a gift from like Lauren years ago uh, of all the Bob's Burgers recipes. So come join me when I cook one. And, and tune into our book review, the Hacienda. Yeah. And we will see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.